Welcome back to Enlightened Relationships. I'm Lindsay K. Porter, and if you missed last week's episode, you will want to take a listen because we talked about the three tiers of the human mind, the conscious, subconscious, and the unconscious mind, and how it plays into our daily interactions with our spouse and children. So make sure you catch that episode. This week, we are going to continue on this conversation with the human mind and um, really focus in on the two powerful functions of the conscious mind. Are you sick and tired of your life and relationships being so difficult, resulting in that endless frustrating cycle of directing, correcting, and ordering the people in it, ultimately draining you of your happiness? So, how are people like you and I, who care and are willing to invest in our relationships, people who are willing to take ownership of our behaviors and actions, how are we able to make the changes necessary to create intentional relationships? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Lindsay K. Porter, and welcome to Enlightened Relationships. Hi, everyone. I am excited to be here with you today and to continue our dialogue around the most amazing, efficient, high-performing, and valuable tool we use on a daily basis, our brain. So, As part of the introduction, you heard me mention what we're going to focus on today, and that is the two most powerful functions that our conscious mind can do that um, the other two parts of of our mind don't. So the subconscious and the unconscious. These are two things that they do not do that our conscious mind does. And If this is something you could master, it literally has the ability to transform lives. It is that powerful. So I want to spend some time on it today. And as I was, you know, thinking through this um, second topic or the second portion of this topic, there's still a few other things I want to get to that I don't think I'm going to have time to in this episode. So there may be a part three to this understanding our brain series. And honestly, it, it's that important. It is so important to understand how our brain is wired and to really understand the thoughts that we're having, the feelings that we're experiencing, these patterns that keep showing up in our lives to understand the impacts, whether it be positive or negative in the relationships that we're creating. Again, I just, it's one of those things that I feel is very important to spend the time, invest the time to understand the way our, our mind works. So with that being said, let's talk about those two powerful functions of our conscious mind. The first one is the ability to direct our focus. 
The second is the ability to imagine that which is not seen. So whether it is something that, you know, we're imagining um, from a place of fear or that we're creating from a place of visualization, it's the power of imagination that the conscious mind has. And we're going to dive into both of these two areas in a greater detail. You have heard me talk about in prior episodes that what you focus on, you magnify. And that is an absolute truth. In fact, our subconscious mind has a stronger sense of awareness of our surroundings, more so than our conscious mind. And it's because our subconscious is always in the on position, even when we're sleeping. So if our conscious mind is continually focused upon, for example, downward spiral thoughts or meanings, then our subconscious mind will obediently deliver the feelings and emotions and memories that we associate with that type of thinking. And it really reinforces that thought pattern or behavioral pattern that we consciously are focused upon. Let me share a little bit of a story. This weekend, I had one of my children come into my room. I was just getting myself into bed and this child came into my room who could not sleep. This child was afraid of something bad happening. And we were exploring where these thoughts and these emotions of fear and worry were coming from. Well, there was an image of a young girl who had a hand that was missing from an earlier accident. And so my child was concerned that something bad was going to happen with her own hand. Well, as we started talking about this, I asked this question and I said, what can you do about these thoughts and these feelings? And the response immediately was, change my thoughts. And I smiled as I'm holding her in my arms. And I said, absolutely, that is something you can do. What else can you do? And this is where just continual practice of how to respond to the circumstances and um, situations in life comes about. And it went down the path of, well, I can pray for peace and comfort. I can pray for guardian angels to stand as a gate gatekeeper of my mind while I'm sleeping. And these were all wonderful things because these are things that we have talked about many times over. And the next thing that needed a little bit more prompting and reminding was going to that happy place, whatever that happy place. And this is where I started down a path of a recent trip we took to San Diego, where there was some good memories that were created or um, a past trip to go visit my family. And we started talking about these experiences, you know, the, the water coming up on the beach, the collecting of seashells, the sun 
that was out, even though there was some overcast, the, the cool water touching our toes. And as we were having this conversation and really envisioning this happy place, there was a shift in her emotions, her energy. And I asked, I said, what has happened? And she's like, well, my thoughts have changed and what I'm focused on is different. And I was like, exactly. It is those teaching moments that we take with our children that really helps empower them on how they can navigate their life. And in that moment, as she had greater peace and comfort, taking her back to her bedroom, tucking her in for the night, having that prayer of guardian angels guarding her mind so that she can have peace and comfort as she sleeps and envisioning that place, that happy place for her allowed her to sleep the next morning, which was happens to be this morning. Um, she said to me, she's like, mom, I slept wonderfully. And I was like, awesome. That is the best thing ever to get a good night's sleep. Here she was concerned and worried about something that her thoughts were taking her to, that she was focused upon and making it bigger in her mind and taking this time to work through how to change thoughts in her own little brain, consciously choosing a different thought to break that pattern up for her. So here are some things that I have admittedly and have heard people say in their own family dynamics and in my own home. But these are some of these conscious thought patterns, just some examples that you may experience in your own life. So if any of this rings true, ponder on this. These are going to be first about children. Children don't listen. They do whatever they want. They're disrespectful. They're not helpful. They demand me to serve them. They expect me to pick up after them. You know, these are just some of these thought patterns that can come about because we're so focused on these meanings that we've assigned to certain behaviors or certain life experiences. They have, there's ones in regards to partners as well. Like my partner never helps. I always have to tell my partner what to do. I always have to ask my partner's lazy or he's always willing to help everyone else, but not me or my family. Here are just again, a few other examples that come to mind of thought patterns, meanings from life circumstances that we begin to assign and get them rooted into our subconscious and unconscious mind to be a part of the way we are showing up and assigning meanings to circumstances and situations that we're experiencing with our partners and or our children. Because these might be thought patterns that you experience or have experienced, because these are those thought patterns, they become your reality. You actually get caught up in this never-ending loop of this downward spiral 
living, constantly looking for the next bad thing in every situation. This is what I have called in prior episodes as well as living a life by default. It's just the way that we have allowed ourselves to have our brain wired. It is that, like uh, in the last episode, we talk, I talked about how it's natural for our brain to wire for the downer. <laughs> well, that's what this is. These are these thought patterns um, that we have wired ourselves to think are real and true. And here's the thing. We can actually consciously direct our focus. This is what's so amazing, you guys. We can direct our focus by simply making a choice. We can decide how we will think and what thoughts we will allow or entertain in our mind. And that will really determine how our destiny, what our future is going to look like. And if we go back to what I've shared in prior episodes again, if we go back to what is the end result in mind? What are you wanting to be as a parent, as a partner? What relationship are you wanting to create? If you are thinking about that end result in mind, then create those relationships. And it starts with simply making the choice and then deciding to take action from that place. So strategy here, it's the guardian of your mind. Who will that be? Are you going to continue to live that life of default, not standing guardian of your own mind? Or will you start qualifying how your thoughts, your meanings, the subconscious, unconscious response that we have wired ourselves to think, how it's showing up and impacting these relationships, and maybe even choosing that better feeling thought. So (laughs) I'm going to tell another story here. Again, this weekend, had a little situation go on with my partner, who is, as you guys know, a wonderful person, a wonderful man. You know, my husband was working, um, he, he works in the hospital. And so with all of the sickness that's going on, he is definitely a business, a busy man, well, he also does some um, home health care visits. And um, Saturday, he was doing some visits. And there was an extra visit. He got home. We were doing a little family time. I was doing some cleaning throughout the day, um, mopping my floors, which were desperately in need to be done. And, um, you know, he's like, I got the master shower. Leave that for me which I totally did. It's one of the things I do not like cleaning. So I left it, put the solution on the floor for him to clean out as he was showering, um, which I have to say, I'm so grateful. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. (laughs) Um, In the meantime, there was a call from work that was like, hey, could you stop by and visit one of our own? And my husband 
being the wonderful man that he is and that sense of duty to serve and to give was like, absolutely. And it's a means of providing for his family. It's ticking another box for him. All wonderful things. And of course, it was something I was supportive of him doing. Well, what ended up happening was the visit took longer than expected. And eight o'clock in the evening was rolling around and he was to bring us home dinner and that still hadn't happened. Well, if you guys have heard the term hangry, that was starting to creep up in my own world. And I was starting to experience an old trigger of mine that was choosing work before family. And there was a long history of some deep work that I have had to work on for myself to really work on rewiring the way I was assigning some meanings and some thoughts around the situation. And that was being triggered for me. Well, it wasn't doing so well and I was hungry on top of everything. And so I had sent a message saying, Hey, if I don't hear back from you by eight o'clock, I'm going to go pick up my own dinner. Well, no response. 10 after the hour, no response. Quarter after the hour, no response. Finally, I get this call saying, I'm just seeing your messages. I'm so sorry. I'm picking up dinner and um, I already had it ordered. I you know, I'm bringing it home. I'm like, well, enjoy your dinner because I'm getting my own. (laughs) Disconnect call. Not a happy camper. So as I'm working my way home, and yes, I received a text from my husband saying, I want you to know I am honestly and truly sorry. This was not his intention, nor did I think it was. It was a meaning. It was a trigger, something that was going on within me. I knew it was something I had to handle. And as I was working my way home and I was pulling into my garage, I was like, I had a choice. I can either build our relationship up or tear it down, build it up or tear it down. I sat in my car for a few minutes in the garage and in the end decided I was going to work on building our relationship up. And I brought in a soda for him when he likes to drink that I got with my meal that I had picked up and I gave it to him as he was working on some charting stuff and I sat and ate my meal. My point of sharing this, it is by making the choice and just because we've made the choice, it doesn't mean old thought patterns aren't triggered. That can still happen as I've experienced just this weekend but it's what we choose to do about it. What action we're going to take in those moments. That is where the power resides. I want to talk a little bit about how our brain is wired or how we begin to rewire our brain. Well, our brain has these neuro pathways. And, you know, if you can kind of consider your brain like a, a meadow, lush and green And there are some pathways that you can easily make out because it is a pattern in which you've always done. If we go back to one of mine, the one I shared with you is work is a bigger priority than family. That was a path that I had rooted, firmly rooted in my, um, in my brain. It was a quick one to recall. 
And I have had to work over the years of creating a new meaning associated to that. And how that works is creating a new pathway. And it takes time to trodden that path, to really make it stick. And if you look at the word trodden, it means to form by action with stepping or walking or trampling. But it's the key word here is to form by action. So I'm going to go back, simply make the choice, decide, and then take action from that decision. Form by action, these new pathways in our brain. And this is how we begin to start to rewire the way that we're showing up in our relationships of what is going to build up or tear down. So we've talked about focusing. I want to go into visualization. Visualization, our conscious mind can literally imagine something totally new and unique, whereas our subconscious mind can only offer versions of past memories and experiences that are stored. Think about a child getting ready for a family trip or going to bed for Christmas Eve. That is an exciting time. I know for my kids, there is lots of laughter and giggling and so much excitement that they have this energy of joy and laughter. And sometimes it's hard for them to actually fall asleep. These thoughts about what that day, that next morning is going to bring, or what that road trip or trip is going to bring is just so full of thoughts of anticipation that their subconscious is bringing them these emotions to match these thoughts that their brain, their conscious mind is choosing. Their subconscious, our subconscious cannot distinguish between something that has actually happened or something that was imagined. Either way, whether it's actual or imagined, it will provide the resulting emotions, feelings. And that is what is so amazing and powerful about visualization. Whether or not it has happened, the conscious mind has the power to visualize a result that you desire and to feel what that result will be like. This is why vision boards or future writing of um, gratitude or appreciation journals, writing what your whole year is going to look like in advance of what it actually is and feeling what that is, is so powerful because our subconscious does not know the difference. You can do the same thing in your relationships, in your parenting, what type of person do you want to be? Who do you want to bring to those types of relationships? All very important and powerful questions. And you can take that power of visualization and write that out and create something amazing. It is critically important to understand that Where your attention goes, energy will flow and momentum grows. I'm going to say this again. Where attention goes, 
energy flows and momentum grows. Attention is powerful. Energy is where action is taken and you create momentum the more you start seeing those results. And if our subconscious can't distinguish between actual and imagined, take the time to write out, to envision, to feel what your relationships can be, how you want them to be. Take the time to do the ac- that exercise. Okay, so your call to action for this week is to identify your thought and um, behavior patterns and start to disrupt the ones that aren't serving your relationships, whether that be as a spouse or as a parent. Take the time to disrupt those thought patterns, those behavior patterns, and asking yourself with that tool, am I building the relationship up or tearing it down? And make a decision in advance of what thoughts you're going to entertain so that you can provide the right energy and the right momentum going towards your relationships. Remember, this life is about progress and not perfection. Awareness is the first step to becoming. Join me next week as we continue to change the lenses through which you see your relationships while becoming enlightened. Thank you for listening to Enlightened Relationships. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, then please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast to help share this message with others.